1: repel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas.
0: Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. McDavid to Nurse. Shoots. go. The Edmonton Oilers are in the top eight. That's the goal. you prepared to trade your uh, first-round draft pick for an asset that's got a contract carrying forward. Where their lineup is right now, there just really isn't room for them. And, you know, I, I think they're trying to move them. How about Zach Hyman's first as an Oiler?
2: This is Ryan Nugent-Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers.
0: Here comes McDavid. Football. Back at Scott! some pieces and uh, the hope and expectation There's that we that we can take another step
2: i came here and i want to be a part of this team and i think there's something special here hi this is zach Cassian. i'm darnell nurse this is Conor mcdiv from your edmonton oilers and this is oilers now with bob stopper Brought to you by Digitex, office equipment solutions North America-wide.
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
2: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Chen.
1: Goodbye to you, my trusted friend. We've known each other since we were nine or ten, together we've climbed hills and trees, learned of love and ABC, skinned our hearts and skinned our knees, goodbye my friend, it's hard to die.
0: all the way back to 1974. Goodbye, Papa. I remember listening to that song on 630 Chet. Wes Montgomery would have been hosting the morning show at that time. Uh, Wes was more of a country fan. Biggest song for Terry Jacks who, by the way, today... He was 30 when that song went uh, number one in the Canadian charts in 74. So, born in 44, let's do the math here, 78 years of age today. Welcome, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you along with Cody Chance. This is Oilers Now for a title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office, IT, and supplies. Coming up on today's show, a recap of last night's 6-1 victory over an injury-depleted, full-blown rebuild, taking on bad contracts, taking players on, all that kind of stuff. Arizona Coyotes, it was a convincing and, frankly, easy win for Edmonton last night. We'll have a uh, audio recap of the game, get to some of the comments from the participants as well. The Edmonton Oilers yesterday afternoon, and we alluded to this on both Friday and yesterday's show, that uh, Minnesota Duluth had an excellent goaltender. Everton has signed him. His name is Ryan Fante. It is my belief that next year, Stuart Skinner will be in Edmonton on a full-time basis, uh, and I could easily see Fanti pushing hard quickly uh, for Spotty's 22 years of age. So we'll talk to him around 1220. It is a Tuesday. Sportsnet Spec, Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Reminder Live, Standard Racing has moved to Century Downs Racetrack in Calgary, but you can watch and wager online at hbibet.com and... At 1.35 today, joining us from Halifax, former Edmonton Oilers player and coach, current head coach of the number one ranked Alberta Golden Bears. They play Acadia, who is the host of the University Cup to open up on Thursday. And we'll get an update on uh, where Alberta is at. They'll be a prohibitive favorite in that game. Acadia has only won seven games all season. You can text us under Ashley Fine Floors Text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to AshleyFineFloors.com. Yes, that was Terry Jacks and a Poppy family that we opened up. There's a little secret to something we do with the music on this show. Okay? Sometimes it has to do with here and nows and birthdays, but it also has a little bit to do with Canadian content. See if we can figure it out. And you can reach us on the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. Tap 25 is a brand new menu. You can try it at 50% off from 2 to 5 p.m., plus new daily food specials and promotions at Kitchen and Italia. Then in June, we'll mention country music star Dean Brody. they got lots of shows going on. Uh, out of the River Cree Resort in the casino, visit rivercreeresort.com for more information. They are open 24 7. We will tell you that today uh, is an off day for um, the well, it's not an off day. It, it was, in theory, an optional day. Uh, Reed Wilkins has just passed along a note to me. Uh, everybody's out there. Every healthy player is on the ice. Again, it was supposed to be an optional. Miko Koskinen is in the home net. The Oilers take on the uh, LA Kings tomorrow. The Kings got pounded last night. Todd McClellan coached his one. 1,000th game in the NHL, and Seattle walked in and walloped them 6-1. The Kings are down a bunch of defensemen. But our top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. The Edmonton Oilers have won seven straight games at Rogers Place, outscoring teams 38-17. How do they get there? Well, let's get to it. It is our Orders Now Audio Vault for direct workwear. Specialized to work with your business, outfit your crew, from head to toe in Edmonton and in Fort McMurray. Here's the call of last night's game. Paul Yarby sweeps it down low with the help of Kulak. The orders are going to keep it in, and Paul Yarby gets it to McDevitt. On his backhand, he scores! on to McLeod right side for center gains the blue line, now to Nurse with a chance down low, and McLeod couldn't pick it up clearly, tried to make it he scores!
3: I've had a front row seat to Ryan's development over the last three and a, three and a half years or so. I've seen him sc- score lots of goals over that time, and you know what, he uh, we've charged him today with helming his own line, driving his own line, and he did a heck of a job with that
0: line. Now right side for a chance in front, the flex in off a stick, in and that was actually a pass attempt by Clayton Keller, and it got a piece, I believe... I think it was Kulak, Kulak stick. stick. You know, looking at Yamamoto's got McLeod. He's got a breakaway, right in on goal. He scores. Ryan McLeod. Uh, yeah, I was feeling good. Uh, I think we, as a group we were pretty motivated after the last game, and I uh, just wanted to come out hard off the start and got one early and kind of started rolling. Here's Barry hammering one on goal, rebound in front. They score. Warren Fogle. Good to pitches down from the wall in front, side of the net, and what a save made by Miko Kostadin! He absolutely robbed Clayton Keller. Yeah, it was really important that we learned the lesson from the last game. We really wanted to bounce back. It was an um, embarrassing game Saturday, and um, I think we got exactly the result what we what we needed, and uh, not just the result, but way, way how we play. You know, we didn't give any arm rushes and uh, we played well. And it's um, I think that's the most important thing with uh, two points. Dry saddle the other way. He's got Yamamoto in front. He shoots, and a big save, rebound, scores. Zach Hyman! looking for Leo Dry Saddle, It's loose at the sideline. Arizona turns it over. Here's Paul Yarvey in front. Oh five cycle he ties Austin Matthews with his 48th goal of the season. With a convincing six one ice victory
3: nobody was happy with the result the other night uh, we had a day off to think about it and stew about it and and um, you know this morning we had some hard meetings the players were challenged and and uh, they responded it's a full credit to the players in our dressing room for uh, honestly looking um, at their own personal games at our team game and trying to come up with with a, a recipe that, that is gonna serve us well down the stretch here. And that's, uh, that's not on the coaching staff or anybody else. That's the players in the dressing room who found a way to get it done. Now we're looking for a measure of consistency here down the
0: stretch. All right, there you go. That's the audio recap again provided by Direct Work. Where Bob Stauffer and Cody Jansen with you. The Edmonton Oilers beat the uh, Arizona Coyotes 6-1. Again, 38-17, to Edmonton's outscored teams in the seven-game home uh, winning uh, run at Rogers Place. Um, the Oilers had a tough stretch there, middle of the season, but they've picked it up here. A bit, and they, I mean, we also have to, with all due respect to the Arizona Coyotes organization, that's a bad hockey club. Uh, they really only have one goaltender. I mean, Karel uh, Vamelka uh, played about as decently well as he could have through two periods. They gave him the mercy hook. Uh, set, you know, playing in back-to-back games, uh, brought in uh, Josef Kozlenka, who's had horrendous numbers this year in the American Hockey League, and the Oilers were so far in front. And then Evander Kane had an unbelievable sequence. Got, um, I think Dyson Mayo misinterpreted what happened with Kane when uh, Keller got. Clinged to little boards there. About a minute left in the second period. Kellard actually lost balance. It wasn't from a Keen push or anything. And then Kane took three consecutive penalties to start the third period. And Edmonton was shorthanded a bunch. The did a good job in that PK. I mean, they, they got a fluky power play goal, to say the least, uh, for Arizona. Edmonton's power play won one for three. Uh, the Oilers are now five for ten on the power play since Ryan Nugent Hopkins has returned to the lineup over the last three games. The Oilers got outscored nine to two at even strength against Calgary the other night. Nine to two. Last night, they outscored Arizona 5 nothing, And as a result, our plus 15 in goal differential at even strength uh, since a uh, 5-on-5 five five, since Jay Woodcroft has been the coach. Big night for Pauly-Arvey. Um For me, yes, as a guy that's got to be physically right. Uh, I think we've seen that a bit. You know, he had a pretty impactful first 20 games of the season. Ended up getting uh, uh, covid when the team was in Seattle, and at the point of that victory against Seattle, I think Edmonton was 16-5 and five at that stage, and has never really consistently drawn back into the top six. Then he missed 12 games with a lower body issue on a tweak with a meniscus challenge. And last night looked like a top six forward again. It was hunting pucks. A big man uh, was driving the net and created a, a couple A-grade looks for Leon Dreisettle and, and Connor McDavid. Uh, McDavid obviously scoring on the, the first turn, and, and for Pulley Harvey, that's important because, you know, he's a, again, he's a big presence. You wish he was uh, a little bit more – he's almost like a European big man in basketball, right? He's got skill, but when he plays in straight lines, okay, when he plays in straight lines and gets in on the forecheck and goes to the front of the net and grinds on the back check, he's a very effective player. And so that was an important game for him, especially given who he set up, McDavid and Drysaddle. Um, What else? Ryan McLeod. Well, it's Ryan McLeod. And there's going to be some ups and downs. I thought Bouchard McLeod had some challenge games specifically against the Calgary Flames. The caliber of the opponent dropped off yesterday, and McLeod might have been the best player on the ice. He was flying. The, the second goal he scored last night, I'm only going to say it kind of looked like how Mark Messier used to go in and score because Messier would attack the net with speed, open the goaltender up, and slide it through his five-hole. And you can only do that if you're moving. And McLeod was moving. There's, I mean, that's the that's the only comparable is that McLeod plays center, Messier plays center, and they both have ones in the second digit of their number, and they both could fly. Uh, Mark Messier was one of the uh, meanest, dirtiest, nastiest players. Uh, who had a hell of a shot uh, to ever play, but it didn't happen overnight for Mark Messier. People forget his first year in the WHA. Mind you, he was 17 at the time, but he only scored one goal. He only scored his 11 goals in his first year in the NHL, and then he became a 20-goal scorer. McLeod is not going to be Mark Messier, but could he become real? I'll throw that out there in the Ashley Five Floors text line, 780-496-0063. What's the optimal upside from Ryan McLeod? Could he become a second-line center? I I would say that I could see him for sure being a third-line center. I'd like him to add some more competitiveness and bite in time. So uh, there you have it. Uh, you tell me what you think Ryan McLeod. And again, just the way he scored. Mark Mancia used to open up goaltenders all the time on breakaways with speed and slide it in five hole. All you need to do is look at game four against Chicago in the 1990 Stanley Cup final. He scored a couple awesome goals in that game. Maybe his greatest game ever is an Edmonton order. Two goals, four points. The orders were down 2-1 the Hawks in the series. Uh, Messier dominated the game. He was elbowing guys in the head. Cro- it just that's who Mark Messier was. When you could still do that kind of stuff and not get 15 game suspensions. And uh, you know, but one of the things Messier did, but he, he got breakaways. He attacked with speed, and he loved to go five-hole. And McLeod last night was like, I've seen a guy do that before. That was pretty effective. The whole key is you got to be moving with pace. All right. When we come back, an interesting story. Wait till you hear the numbers on this guy. Ryan Fante was signed yesterday by the Edmonton Oilers. He's going to go into Bakersfield on an ATO for the rest of this season, and then he's got an NHL contract for the next two years. We'll talk to Ryan when we return in Oilers now. Hi, everybody. Bob Stoffer at the home office today. Tomorrow, myself and Rob Brown will have the call of the uh, Edmonton Oilers game against the LA Kings, Cam Moon. Uh, Currently stateside for a few more days. He's in Bakersfield. He will join us on Thursday. He'll end up joining the team uh, when we fly down to Anaheim on Saturday. All right. On Friday, I mentioned that uh, Minnesota Duluth was going to play Carter Savoy in Denver and that UMD had an excellent goal. Tender. Uh, yesterday uh, we did our NHL Today segment for elite promotional marketing and uh, we threw this little tidbit in. Carter Savoy scored the game-winning goal for Denver. They vanquished Minnesota Duluth. Duluth won the title in 18-19. and 19. They lost to the Alberta Golden Bears uh, both years at the start of the year, uh, and Denver had lost to Minnesota Duluth in the uh, conference uh, final. Uh, Minnesota Duluth's goaltender Ryan Fante pitched three straight shutouts before losing two oneies from Thunder Bay. And there you go. Uh, we mentioned him a couple times, and thought there might be NHL teams in on him. As it turned out, there is, and he has signed a deal, and he joins us right now. Ryan, it's Bob Stoffer in Edmonton. How you doing? Hey, Bob. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, at what point did you and your representation decide that uh, you know what? Uh, we're going to look at the opportunity because this is, this is, I believe, is your first full year as a starter at UMD, which has been a very good program under Scott Sandlin for a number of years now. At what stage did you start to maybe pursue the uh, NHL dream?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, it's always been, always been a dream of mine. Um, so, you know, after... You know definitely had you know a, a really good season this year and then um you know as the season kind of went on there might have been um you know a little bit more about mumbles and you know maybe there was a chance at a real opportunity there and then um, kind of down the stretch when there was a little bit more interest, it obviously, um, was some exciting times. But um, more than anything, you know, I was just trying to trying to you know continue to win with, with Duluth there, and we came up a little bit short, um, you know, just to go to the Frozen Four. So um, you know, definitely a little bit throughout the year, you know, you start to think about it. But um, you know, I didn't really want to worry about it until you know we were kind of finished.
0: You're still just 22 years of age, 115 saves on 117 shots over the last four games, uh, basically three straight sudden death games for you guys because you were not guaranteed to go in a west regional unless you won your conference you pitched back-to-back shutouts in the two conference games and the playoffs and then obviously a shutout in the opening game of the west regionals uh were you just in one of those zones for a goaltender or has this just been a byproduct of what you've improved upon during the year
2: uh yeah i mean i definitely thought uh you know i had definitely you know um some stints like that uh, during the year. I think I had three um, three straight shuttles earlier in the year too. And there's definitely times as a goalie where you know you're seeing pucks a little bit better, and maybe um, you know the penalty kill, penalty kill is clicking a little bit more. Um, so there's definitely those times where where you where you get hot and um, you know you feel better than others. But that's just kind of I feel like what comes with it, with a with a season. You have your ups and downs and your goods and bads. Um, so, but it was just you know I was fortunate that you know our team was playing so so well at the end of the year there. And like I said, came up a little bit short.
0: We're joined by Ryan. Fanti went 20, 12, and 4, had a 1.83 goals against average and a 9.29 save percentage. And you can educate our listeners. Like, we know about the Denvers and obviously Michigan. These, By the way, those two teams uh, play in the Frozen Four. Uh, Michigan's got four of the top five picks. But Minnesota Duluth has been, I've actually. Uh, did an Alberta Golden Bears game against Minnesota Duluth in 1989. I'm going to date myself a bit, but that has been a program the last few years that's been able to punch above their weight class. Why has that been the case? Because they're not BU or BC or Michigan or Minnesota or Denver. They don't necessarily get all of the the top-end kids headed to the NCAA. What's about that program that's made that team so successful?
2: Yeah, I think that's kind of in our identity. We don't we don't want to be any of those teams, you know. Those guys have those top picks that come in, you know, and play one of their freshman years, and the whole time, you know, they might not be buying into the team aspect of things because they have, you know, their own agenda in the back of their minds, or um, they think they're only going to play a year, and they're going to leave right away. Um, here at Minnesota Duluth, within my three years, I've been, been so fortunate to, to obviously be behind a great coaching staff. Um, but then, as well, every single year, year after year, um, you know, we bring in very, very talented kids at the same time But at the same time, they're really, really good kids. And, you know, they want to stay here. They want to build and add to the tradition. And, I mean, over the last five, ten years, we've been the most, you know, successful successful, um, you know, D1 team in the nation. And that's been pretty cool to see, especially because you have guys that stay for three and four years and really contribute and, you know, want to be a part of everything that it stands for and, you know, want to give back to not just, you know, using UMD as a stepping stepping stone to their next thing. Obviously, that's a goal for, for everyone, but Um, it's in due time right so I think that's something that's kind of in the culture and the identity here um, at Duluth and I'm I'm so proud to, to have been a part of it
0: they still got, was it the warehouse or the wharf? That was was that not the bar that everybody used to go to? Oh, well, I remember Brad Hall telling me about it as well because uh, he might know that program a little. All right, switch and focus here for a second. Uh, a goaltender coming out. Did you and your representatives sort of look at various organizations and where there'd be an opportunity? I mean, no matter what, the minimum you want to be playing at next year is you want to be a starter in the American Hockey League. So did you sort of evaluate the landscape of potential opportunity out there?
2: yeah, I mean, of course, you want to find something that you know is you know more than anything, like you said, you want to just try and have an opportunity to play games. and I think as a goaltender, I think that's you know maybe maybe even some you know more important than some other positions. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said, after I finished the year, you know, obviously you you look what kind of is ahead of you and you look what you know, you, you you look what's best fit for you and where you want to be and what you value and things like that and Edmonton stuck stuck out like like a sore thumb, and it was everything about it I love and I'm I'm so excited for it so um yeah it's something that just stuck out and, and really jumped out right away no matter what
0: now I haven't been to Thunder Bay since 2002 and that's when the Thunderwolves were actually a p- pretty good program uh, you grew up, did you grow up did you play all of your developmental hockey there how much of a time did you spend in Thunder Bay.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I played. The, I played in uh, Thunder Bay all the way until I graduated um, high school, and then moved on to to play some junior hockey in the North American Hockey League, just outside of Duluth, actually. Um, so, yeah, I grew up watching the Thunderwolves, and, and they were really good when I was growing up, and um, that was that was definitely a big part of you know my love for hockey cuz that was that's kind of the biggest um, the biggest kind of program that we have in the immediate area for for when it comes to hockey so yeah kind of when I was growing up they were having some success too and it was it was fun to watch
0: they played Alberta here in Edmonton in 06 in the National Championships gender alfonso uh, who's an NHL linesman was on that uh, team that Pete Bellavoe coached at that time Alberta 1 3 2 final final question Did, maybe educator listeners how do you describe yourself as a goaltender you know like what are your areas of strength are you good at handling the puck? You got a good glove, uh, and how important is head placement and tracking?
2: Um, yeah, no, no, all those things. I mean, all those things are just absolutely vital to, to, to be a you know a successful goaltender. I think I think I describe myself as kind of you know a student of the game, um, trying trying to work on different things and get better at a little bit of everything. Um, I think, you know, I'm I'm a decent-sized goalie, but I'm also, I can move pretty well, and um, I really take pride on on trying to read plays and kind of, you know, figure out things before they're going to happen and analyze situations. Um, Puck playing, I think, is something that, you know, I take real pride in, um, something that I've been trying to be better at ever since I was a little kid and something that I really do enjoy doing. Um, So, yeah, I'd say a few of those, but definitely just, Um, a kind of goalie that, you know, I think I can get better 5% every year in every kind of aspect of things.
0: Awesome to hear. Enjoy your time down in Bakersfield. It's a great setup, and uh, I don't know if I'll see you between now and the end of the season, but we'll certainly see you next fall at training camp. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you so much. That's Ryan Fante, signed yesterday by the Edmonton Oilers. Three straight shutouts before losing 2-1 to Denver, who are a powerhouse uh, in the West Regional. He's out of Thunder Bay. orders signing him to an ATO for the remainder of this season and a two-year NHL contract. Uh, he is our headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing in Alberta.